Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast News Podcast. My name is Jade, joined as always by Troy. How are you, mate? Good. Up bright and early, bushy-tailed, got all the wrestling watched and out of the way. I'm a little bit more excited for WrestleMania. Yes, absolutely. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff happened this week to kind of build to it, which mm. again got a bit more excited, but. We're still at the go-home show, so there is that. Um, <clears throat> one one thing that is happening next week as well is the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Um, they they've announced uh, three more, three more. Well, they've confirmed one and they've announced two mm-hmm. uh, participants. So they've they've confirmed RVD, which we all kind of already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Sabu. Cheers, Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they've also confirmed that William Shatner will be getting. Com- um, inducted into the celebrity wing that's mad and that, why he did loads for w, with WWE in the 80s like did he yeah around rock and, rock and wrestling oh okay. and um, he did stuff with like Jerry Lawler as well and like they're, they're genuinely good mates ah fair enough Mate, it does make sense Shatner to be fair it makes sense um, but it almost <laughs> feels like that should have been a fair while ago like if it was something he did yeah. in the 80s like but I don't know I suppose I they mean, put, there's, yeah. there's two people I would have put in before Shatner, and that's Cindy Lauper and Lemmy. But, Ooh. you know. Lemmy should have been in there time ago. Cind- Cindy Lauper should have been the first fucking celebrity in Duffy. Yeah. yeah she yeah. was part of rock and wrestling. Yeah. Um, or, well, I suppose you can make the argument for Tyson as well, either way. Mm. Um, they've also confirmed, anyway, that Titus O'Neil is in line to win the Warrior Award. For, due to all his charity work, apparently uh, there's a lot of people saying, "Well, why not Chad Gaspard?" Because obviously the heroic circumstances mm-hmm. in which he passed away. Um, and apparently Titus was pretty much penciled in 2020. Like he was, oh, okay. he was about to be announced um, when like they had to cancel it all. So right, right. It, it, it's it's certainly certainly been in the works for a while. Um, mm-hmm. This also kind of like falls in line as to why they've got Titus hosting Mania with Hogan. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. But, yeah. Definitely deserved. Ty's yes. a good guy. Does an awful lot outside of wrestling. Um, like you say, charity work and various other bits and bobs. But yeah, good guy. Thoroughly deserved that. Uh, moving on. Andrade uh, revealed in a interview with Lucha Libre Online that WWE pulled Charlotte from WrestleMania due to them uh, erroneously diagnosing that she was pregnant. Charlotte's agent then contacted TalkSport with a statement saying what Manny said about the pregnancy test in today's interview is true, but a significant amount of context is lost in translation and we'd like to clear that up as best we can. A few weeks ago, Charlotte received a call from WWE Medical telling her that her HCG levels had come back high and she was being medically suspended for pregnancy. That day, she took several home tests that all came back negative. However, a few days later, blood work and ultrasound confirmed there was no pregnancy. 
this put a lot in context for her, mainly how small uh, a women's career window is. Um, the men are able to work well into their 50s, while women are seen as older in their early 30s even. Uh, for an athlete in her prime, uh, these years obviously mean everything, and her issue was with the process and how the information was relayed as opposed to the information itself. Uh, he also revealed that he had COVID-19 when WWE released him. But hell, it all comes out once they leave, doesn't it? it yeah, the, he, a lot was said in this, and that this was kind of like the big cut sort of talking point. Um, but like with with the translation thing, it's interesting because another thing that got like kind of not not lost in translation, but sort of wrongly translated was um, by somebody who's doing a transcript was that he said they said that he said that uh, Brock Lesnar can't speak English, which he then turned yeah. Which he then turned around and said he doesn't know why, if it's like a language thing, why that was an issue. Because Brock doesn't have to talk and Asuka doesn't speak great English, but she's managed to get herself over. Ah, right, right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like WWE's doctors to overlook or fuck something up, is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, you look at the CM Punk thing from years ago when he said like he had that infection on his back. Mm. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you're, you're fine. Just take some painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> he he said that he he made it sound like um they weren't very like apologetic about the fact they'd fucked up it as well mm. which again it's it's an interesting time isn't it like charlotte flair seems to be in a bit of a weird place because obviously with the andrade stuff and this as well now it's like yeah. well, what are they actually gonna do with it because mm-hmm. Surely they still see it as like the golden egg laying goose because yeah, otherwise they wouldn't, they wouldn't like have kept her around as well. They would well have so done. she'd be out, out on her ass as well with Andrade, if not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like even even with like the Rhea and Asuka um, like promo, they they brought her up mm. for some reason. Just, just, to, just to remind us that she's still a part of WWE, even if we don't yeah. see her on TV. It's not like when Roman took time off, you know, to nurse Don't him. even mention him. Don't even mention him. Like, he's not even part of the company. But, yeah, Charlotte's not on WrestleMania weekend, but we've still got a name dropper in there just because it's Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I haven't actually added to the notes for that for that news piece, which I'll just touch on as well. That come out of that interview is uh, Andrade actually said as well. He, uh, so he took he took time off in October to get uh, some surgery on his eyes. I'm, I'm guessing laser eye surgery. Mm. Um, and he said he was cleared in November. The doctors didn't bother to tell um, like anyone in the writing or anything that he was cleared till February. Christ alive! Which you wonder you wonder why it's like where the fuck's Andrade? Well, that's yeah, why because yeah. the they didn't um <laughs> That's they didn't bother to tell them it's mental isn't it yeah it's so fucking mental i heard a couple um, of other bits that came out of this interview as well and there was stuff around his salary and i think there was also something else that was lost in translation because initially it came out that he was making three million a year and then it came out actually that his contract was he would make millions accumulated over a number of years so yeah. lots of things to kind of come out of that that are kind of sort of speculated or lost in translation and cleared up afterwards. Um, another takeaway from that, which touched on as well, is this whole, uh, how short in comparison to the guys' women's careers are, whereas men wrestle well into their 50s. You've seen that with, with numerous people, whereas 
women's careers typically and within well apparently sort of within their 30s or so or at least they're considered older and yeah like like mickey james came out and said this recently in an interview although the funny thing around that is the article that that was discussed it had a picture of mickey james oscar natalia and lana and three of the four women in that picture are all pushing 40 um so they could have chosen a better picture for that but um i mean I guess there's some truth in that, but then, like I say, I've just reeled off three there that are still Shayna Baszler as well. She's Shayna Baszler, she's forty. Yeah, um, plenty of women that are still kind of pushing late thirties, well, early forties. I do see, I do see Charlotte's point. Like you look a bit, a little bit further back. Like Lita and Trish Stratus were both like early thirties when they were when they retired. Mm. And I mean, fair enough with Trish. She wants to go. She wants to start a family anyway. But Lita, I think that was like. That was because she basically kind of like fallen out of love with it because the way they were treating her at the, at the mm. end, of it, like yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's 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 just shit, isn't it? Some of the stuff. I mean, there's is so it... many weird double standards in in wrestling. Mm. Is is that the case in WWE though? Like, is it just WWE? Because I don't watch I... a lot of wrestling outside of that, like like in Japan. But I know there's women <clears> that are certainly older than kind of mid thirties that. A wrestling there mm, that's I mean, still full time yeah like you look at Mako Satomura as well she's yeah. like in her 40s um, yeah. and on on the other side of it uh, Emi Sakura and so with AW when they signed like all the Jap- uh, the Japanese women's wrestlers the Joshi wrestlers um, Emi Sakura was brought in because she was like their trainer right but also because she's a fucking awesome wrestler mm. but she's like she's like in her late 30s early 40s yeah um, and I mean, she, as I say, she for me, she's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like she's, um, so yeah, it's 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 weird. Like and even even like looking at Impact, they've got a uh, Jazz um, yeah. having a women's title match on the next. Well into her forties, she's like pushing fifty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's just weird. Like outside of WWE, there seems to be a lot more opportunity for for women. But inside WWE, obviously. You've like we we spoke uh, we spoke about um, John Laurinaitis and his sort of you'd mm. rather pick fitness models over actual good wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of that kind of culture, isn't it? Like, mm. th- there's a lot of sort of it's a very dated dated outlook. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody should be should be getting hired for a job based on the looks. They should be no. getting hired based on are they good for the job? Yeah, yeah. And unless you're a model and that's the job you're applying for you yeah. shouldn't be getting based on your looks like yeah um yeah just, just going back to like women in the like just remembering nxt have just signed taya valkyrie she's 37 mm. yeah it just yeah I've, I it's, it's weird isn't it like the, this because there's certain stuff with wwe where they're, they're like if someone's made enough of a buzz about themselves, they'll like kind of overlook age and that. But mm-hmm. then there's other stuff where it's like, well, you've then got a limited window. So yeah. Yeah. Why, why didn't you do this sooner when they looked like they could have probably been a bit more of an asset? Like AJ Styles is the prime example. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he could have, they could have signed him multiple times, like over the years mm-hmm. and they didn't actually bother to sign him until he was like in his forties. And all like thirty, yeah, 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 yeah. And he established himself as like one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, it's just a, it's just a bit mad. Anyway, shall we uh, move on to the next one? Yeah, um, because this is, this seems to be quite a good thing for the women. Um, so WrestleVotes have revealed that uh, while not set in stone, there is talk of not having having a match on the kickoff show, which seems to be the case because they moved stuff that you'd you would have expected to see on the kickoff yeah. once it's back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to save the first entrance in front of fans as a big deal. That's and, um, nice. I like the that. Word on word on the street is uh, that it's probably going to be Drew making that first entrance. That makes sense. Which would mean that also that Sasha and Bianca are going to be closing out night one. Oh, okay. Also very nice. Yeah, that, that's what that was the little segue. I, I realised I didn't actually elaborate <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, I, it, this makes a lot of sense. Like you don't want the first the first entrance in front of fans. Just be like a throwaway battle royale feature be, and all your joppers. <laughs> yeah, to be like Akira Tazawa coming out in the fucking battle royal, do you? Um, <laughs> or Tucky. Um, Tucky! Coming out in the Andre battle royal, definitely a fucking the blurty dogs in the tag match. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, may, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I like that. That's cool. I imagine they're going to give Drew some fucking monumentally big entrance. Well. Oh, they give him a similar one that they had for... Uh, Takeover, he came out like the the bagpipes and stuff like that, like the Fallout regal, regalia, whatever it is. That was yeah. cool. Or just give him give him the same money out of the Survivor Series, but bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full which Highlander. Kind of had, yeah, which they've kind of had him doing every week now, so it's it's Loses a little it bit shine. diluted. Yeah, yeah. like it, like when I remember when we first saw that at Survivor Series, and we were like. That should be his main event. That's his main, well. yeah. Well, I think you might have even said like that may well have been his mania entrance for last year, and obviously yeah. didn't get to to do it. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, it's it's cool. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. That pop is going to be unreal for yeah. for that first match. Well, every match as well, just generally every crowd there. But for that first one coming out, whew. yeah. Saying that though, I mean. And then again, no, it's twenty five thousand people. It's going to be fucking loud. I, yeah. I was thinking because it's not full capacity, it might like the sound might bounce weirdly in the arena. But nah, then, they're going to churn in a load of like background noise, aren't they? They'll amplify that up. Rob. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it would be interesting if they do or not, because obviously they're they're kind of banking on that the, the crowd noise is going to be loud enough. They're going to be giving out strepsils on the door. Just so they're, going be, they're going to be give, they're going to be giving out notes for everyone of what they've got a fucking chance. <laughs> like the like the Thunderdome. <laughs> uh, moving on, this one flew under the radar. Brian Kendrick announced his retirement this week on a video on WWE's YouTube channel. He's now a producer for SmackDown. That's nice. We like Brian Kendrick. Yeah, such such a fucking. Waste of potential, though, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, it's mad. Like, when when he was doing the Brian Kendrick, I remember thinking he could be like next year, Michael's here. Mm. And then yeah. obviously likes a bit of the uh, Mama Joanna too much, and uh, <laughs> just kind of just kind of got himself in a bit too much trouble. And yeah, yeah, that's it's cool though. Producer though, backstage SmackDown. Like, I mean. Him and like Daniel Bryan's a producer on SmackDown as well, isn't he? So he is, and they're very good mates. Very, yeah. Should be in safe hands going forward, but yeah, 
Brian Kendrick, awesome. I feel like I should go back and watch a few of his matches now, not just WWE, but elsewhere. Because he's, um, yeah, like you say, an incredible talent and lots of sort of potential wasted there on uh, on creators' part. But yeah, yeah, even even like his his run as the cruiserweight champion when he came back, he was mm. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, shit, it's a shame, but he's a very very good mind for the business, so he'll probably do well in that role. Mm. I'd imagine. Um, something that um, on from Raw now that people were very, very, very Christ. unhappy about. So if you were shocked <laughs> or unhappy about the split of the hair business, you weren't alone, Troy. Gone to the <laughs> WWE sources. Uh, so were the members of the group themselves and both Bobby Lashley and MVP person lobbied for Vince McMahon not to go through with the breakup. Fightful was told. Fightful was told that Vince alone made that decision to split up the hair business um, last week on Raw, much to the chagrin to those in the group, and that they were told that um, it, that he was setting his choice to fracture the group even after MVP and Bobby were vocal about not being in support of the move. Um, apparently, they had a meeting um, that day, and Vince just kind of dug his heels in even more. Um, Christ. And that based on based on several wrestlers' accounts fight the Fightful spoke to um, in regards to the decision and McMahon's insistence to continue down that road, it was a massive blow to morale. Yeah. Not surprised. It was surprising. Like, we, we said this like, on... Li- um... Literally, the hair business was, like, the best thing about Raw. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and one of the best it, things on Raw and SmackDown, like, that, there aren't many factions... Or groups like this is this is a week after they split up retribution as well now granted yeah they're not on the same level but they're one of very very few factions or groups so the week after and you split up one of the most over factions or popular in mm. in a fair while and everyone in that group was looking amazing for being in it and you just pulled a rug from underneath it it's a crazy crazy decision yeah it's um it's definitely very um, disheartening, isn't it, when you see that? Yeah. Especially, like, guys like Shelton and Cedric who are very, very, very good mm. and deserve to be, like, having that spotlight on them and have always kind of been, like, overlooked here and there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, let, let's put them in this faction. Let's make them tag champs and then literally have them lose the tight titles and then just kick them out of the group as well. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, Mental. You spent like the better part of a year building these guys up, and then you're just going to do that. Mm. The only positive for me coming out of this is that they didn't split up Cedric and Shelton, so we've still got mm. at least a tag team out of this because the tag division is thin on the floor on both SmackDown and Raw. Um, yeah, and these two are really good, like really, really good chemistry. They're really entertaining to watch. They had some awesome matches um, over the last few months, and yeah, yeah as shit as it is that the, they've split up the faction I'm thankful that the tag team at least is still there yeah um, they, they did as well didn't they tease that they were going to be looking for new members of their business to replace them yeah felt like it all I'm going to say is if one of them isn't Samoa Joe what are they doing <laughs> oh, oh can you imagine maybe that was the that's why we got the switch of MVP on commentary this week well, they, they were in um, they were in a faction in uh, TNA. Oh, really? Literally, literally um, it was uh, Samoa Joe, Bobby Lashley, MVP, and uh, Loki and Hernandez. Oh, okay. 
we don't we don't worry about Hernandez because yeah, <laughs> he's, shown, he's shown up while he was on, big taste. He always gets really angry about this. He's shown up while he was under um, contract to Lucha Underground, so they couldn't use any of the footage, and it nearly put TNA out of business. Christ, really? Yeah, yeah. And then Loki's just a bit of a gobshite anyway. Wow. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Fightful Select obtained social media guidelines from the company distributed to some promotional partners for WrestleMania 36. Uh, there were social media guidelines that instructed associated accounts to not reply to fans in the comments, not to speculate on rumours or future storylines, and to always present WWE and talent in a positive light. The term dirt sheets was used uh, as a... Uh, sorry, as be sensitive of the language used and how it may interpret by uh, be interpreted by dirt sheets was mentioned. Uh, it was specified that sports entertainment and superstars were the preferred terms over wrestling and wrestlers, uh, which isn't much of a surprise. Exceptions were made when quoting superstars or executives. Um, quote, do not use messaging that enables or encourages fans to speak negatively about the product and always present WWE and talent in a positive light were also instructed. Uh, considering these were primarily distributed to promotional partners, these uh, are common sense, but still something the company has to reiterate. Um, there's also a, a list here of banned terms, which include blood, choke, belt, strap, diva, headshot, trauma, kayfabe, mofos, house show, DQ, the anti-diva, spinal injuries, victim, violence and violent, wrestling wrestlers, WWF, wife beater, curb stomp, needs a push, to be over, babyface, heel, to job or jobber, card, strangle, kill, <laughs> murder. Um, most of these terms are fairly obvious to why WWE wouldn't want uh, connected accounts to be uh, to reference, uh, and some others include elements of kayfabe. WWE were also particular about not encouraging violence among their audience. There were other simple guidelines such as reducing the use of hashtags on Facebook, avoid, uh, avoiding words that trigger spam labels from algorithms, and not using talent names that the brand didn't have endorsement rights to. Uh, pedigree, spear, smell la 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 people's eyebrow were among those um yeah that's a mad one like, i think most of those we kind of knew but i mean wrestling and wrestlers at wrestlemania seems fucking stupid that's, doesn't it? that's the stupidest one on there um but yeah everything else like uh, the anti-diva that's aj aj lee's gimmick, that's AJ lee's gimmick that's, yeah that's weird that they yeah. specifically or was it page uh, oh no, it was Paige. It was Paige. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's that's weird. They specifically single that out. Um, mm. I mean, belt and choke. If someone's getting whipped with a belt in a match, they're pretty fucked, aren't they? The thing is, also, they have they literally have a match called a strap match. So why would you not yeah. be able to say strap? That's that's in regard to like the world title. Like, that's oh, one. okay, okay. That's okay. like a fucking Vinceism where he hates like hates the people referring to the belt as a, the strap or the belt. He wants you to refer title. to as the championship or title. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just it's all just fucking silly, isn't it? Yeah, um, it just it's nonsense. I think a lot of it is coming off this like peacock censorship that 
is an ongoing thing where various bits are getting pulled from the network and they're now being even more cautious about what they can and can't say and just yeah yeah so some of it for for good reason i understand um but other stuff just really seems like overkill and yeah just very they're doing needless that, they're doing that worldwide now as well aren't they a what that's, so this that's going to affect that's going to affect all of the network because it's all it's oh, really? essentially it's, it's still the same well it's the same like catalog isn't it it's just um it's just a case of uh like they they're gonna do they're doing it for peacock but it's still gonna be affecting everywhere else as well oh it's so not, eventually it'll still start taking stuff off it over here i think it already has oh um, i'll see if i can find roddy piper and blackface in a minute um, <laughs> speaking of which they, they're also taking um that dx segment as well where yeah. with like the mark henry and the but yeah yeah they've they've took a they've took vince they're dropping an m-bomb as well <laughs> that should have been off ages ago <laughs> that shouldn't have happened in the first shouldn't place that happened. was still a fucking bad idea <laughs> oh dear oh christ alive <laughs> it one one other thing it's weird that like pedigree and spear are amongst those seeing yeah, as two of the guys in the main event use the spear as the finisher yeah and Just, pedigree you know they've got endorsement rights to triple h because he, he well he's one of the owners of the company isn't he? Mm-hmm. very strange but, see? Yeah. yeah anyway um and the anti-diva one's extremely odd because obviously that is Paige's specifically Paige's game. Wow. Cause segue onto that. Yeah, go on. Um she recently mentioned on her Twitch that she's gonna try to get cleared to wrestle again. I think she's been working on that for a while, but it's one of it's one of those things, isn't it? Like I think she will eventually get cleared to wrestle again. I think that's a foregone. Whether it's but, WWE or not. No, it's it's more it's more the case of um because like they, they can go to all the doctors and see if see if that's the case, but hmm. it's more um it's more it's more a case of like you look at Edge's neck and it took him nine years to come back. And yeah, yeah. Her neck's similar to his apparently. Hmm. Um and I don't know. I, I think I think that the main thing for her is that she needs to do it safely if she's going to come back. Like, yeah. she's a fantastic wrestler. I'd love to see her back. Mm. But at the same time, it's it's got to be done safely. Like, the, there was all the talk of over a sting as well when he when he came back to uh, AEW about his neck, and it's like, yeah, it's got to be done safely. Obviously, he's been cleared and mm-hmm. he took some bumps and he looked. It was like okay, if if he couldn't take these bumps, then you'd be worried. But because he's yeah. took them, you're like, oh, okay, That's fair. Fine. He's all um, right. Yeah, just throwing bags of money off fucking bridges with Darby on the way though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's it, it's one of them things. Like she clearly needs it because when like you see some of the stuff she said where. Obviously, she deals with like a lot of mental health problems. Um, yeah. And when when you like took a twitch off her and you you saw how, how upset she was about it, and mm. she clearly, I say took a twitch off. She mentioned that on Twitch, so she <laughs> like they must have backed down on that one, rightfully fucking so. 
Um, she sent her brothers round to have a word. <laughs> the, 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 the UK hooligans. <laughs> Don't want fucking zebra kids to fucking come around. That's the last thing you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it, it's ho- hopefully she does get cleared. Um, she did also mention, um, just as a side note, which I, again, I thought I'd put down in my notes I hadn't because I didn't check them properly. Um, <laughs> She mentioned on Rene uh, Paquette's podcast this week that she's also writing a book at the moment. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. So she's keeping herself busy. That's good. Um, and hope, hopefully, like, she can get, like, get to where she wants to be because yeah. it was it, it did feel like one of the, like, up there, up there with, like, Daniel Bryan and Edge when they were forced to retire. Early. Well, mm. you never want to see anyone retire early, do you? But, no, no. It definitely feel, felt like such a fucking shame, especially given how, how someone at that level of talent. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, moving on, last little bit of WWE news: um, Charlie Caruso has signed a full time deal with ESPN, and she stated um, in an interview recently that uh, there is no ill will towards WWE. That's nice because I mean she's good. And I think I even said the other week, actually, like she'd do well on something like ESPN or Fox, like a, a sports network. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Apparently, apparently she was working part time on there. Okay. Um, which I didn't realize. Um, and they basically they were impressed with her extended the full time deal, and a WB deal was coming up. I think next month anyway. So okay. That's awesome. Just made sense to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Sweet. They always do that, don't they? They get they get like good people to do stuff like that, and then they just they just go, oh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if they'll stick around, and then they get off with something good, and then they're fucking shot. <laughs> <left>. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk some NXT? Let's. Um, so let's let's just uh, address the elephant in the room first, shall we? We've <laughs> we've been reporting this for weeks now. <laughs> Uh, WWE finally announced that NXT is moving to Tuesdays on April the 13th um, and they've already started to like build up that ep- that episode as well obviously with uh, Taya Valkyrie's potential debut as Frankie um, Triple H held the talent meeting on Wednesday and commented on how NXT grew over the past six years and from a small brand that sold out WrestleMania 31 week um, week show to one of the top brands in WWE the original report from um, good old Davey Meltzer Report also claimed that Triple H used the word bully when talking about how NXT was on Wednesday's first until the competition came to NXT's night. In an update, uh, Meltzer then went back on it and Fightful confirmed this, that Triple H did not use the word bully to describe the situation uh, or refer to AEW. Um, and that, um, that two sources vehemently denied that Triple H ever said anything about NXT being bullied off um, Wednesday nights. It was also reported um, that Triple H focused heavily on the reasons to move to Tuesday, telling the NXT roster going um, going on the night after all, a good thing for the Bronx, kind of like keeping the momentum going. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they do a lot of advertising on Raw anyway for it, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and that he also said that the move to Tuesdays had been in the works for a while noting that the USA Networks first considered the move back as far back as last year, which there was a little bit of talk, wasn't there, when um, mm-hmm. they did the two nights <clears throat> on Tuesday. Um, yeah. 
And um, he, he also, um, oh, sorry, uh, oh yeah, he also said there's a lot of uh, opportunities with the NXT replay airing on Peacock the next day. And then he hopes that people um, focus more on the show rather than the viewership and ratings now that the change is happening. Mm. Uh, as mentioned before, it was noted how everything was going to change for the brand now that they are on Tuesdays and Raw is served somewhat, uh, somewhat of a lead-in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah th- this tri- Triple H is very like you've, you've, like I I don't I don't believe for one second he said they got bullied off. Nah, I Not mean, I, I feel I feel like. I feel like it played a little bit more of a part than they fucking acknowledge it. Yeah. But that's that's just WWE's rhetoric in general, isn't mm-hmm. it? They'll never... Like, you look at the Ruthless Aggression that documentary and they say... They don't mention the fact they got sued and had to change the name to WWF. They say that Vince changed it because he needed to refresh the brand. <laughs> yeah. So they're all, they're always going to, like, sort of, like, keep to their own rhetoric. And that's fine because if, mm. you, if you're running a business... And something like that happened, you don't want to like say to your employees, well, it's because I'm moving the shop because this shop opened up the shop's the road better. <laughs> and they're cheaper and better than us. You're yeah. going to say, oh, yeah, I'm moving the shop because it, it the area we are, we're moving to is just going to be a better area for it. Yeah, yeah. It makes, more, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's I, it's one of those things. I, I'm personally made up about it because yeah, as... As I've said, it means I can watch NXT and AW without like having to try and like squeeze them in. And then sometimes I'll watch one first, and then the other one will feel a little bit underwhelming, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like for each one, um, and some sometimes it'll be like this week where I watch both kind of back to back, yeah. And they were both excellent. It just, but it's just one of those things, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Makes it easier for the fans. That's what yeah. that's what really should matter to all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, moving on, uh, the prime target Cole versus O'Reilly video package that uh, has received rave views from fans and critics alike was produced by Jeremy Borash. Um, he also previously worked for WCW and TNA, most notably on the Broken Universe stuff with Matt Hardy and also the Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36. Sean Ryan, uh, who has done a lot of video package for uh, video packages for OTT and also some other stuff for previous NXT takeovers, um, it was awesome. We were raving on about it. Oh, sorry, it kind of... I, I missed the word. I bet Sean Ryan edited it. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Until <laughs> <laughs> um, I was writing that in a rush last night. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, we said kind of no coincidence that it was the like the anniversary of the the my way rock stone cold kind of vignette this week and then we get a vignette that's very much up there um yeah awesome really 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 good loved it yeah absolutely um i've I've watched it a few times now it's just so good yeah if you haven't seen it it is on um on their youtube channel so yeah i think that they said they said something about that they're putting an extended version up on the network yeah yeah um either it was either tuesday or wednesday i can't remember which day it was now um Mm. but yeah sean sean ryan's um work as well like we we spoke about it on nxt um some of the ott video packages like with jordan devlin and stuff like that um and He's he's one who's actually um, 
he's the one who actually edited them as well. So it's you can see that kind of influence him. Very, 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 um, very talented guy. Yeah, and I, I, a lot of the people were kind of joking about it after after it because uh, everyone was talking about Borak producing it, but no one had mentioned that um, he edited it. And then Meltzer tweeted out going. By the way, Sean Ryan was the guy who edited it. He's the guy who deserves all the praise for this. <laughs> like it was, it was Borax's idea, but he kind of put it together and he did all. And the editing on it's what makes it for me. To oh, be fair. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when the when the fight and the rain starts falling down, I was like, oh fuck me, that's Ooh, good. Get in. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, like he, as I say, he is editing on um, stuff like for OTT in the past there uh, with um, Volta and Name Redacted and. Uh, Volton and Jordan Devlin. It's <laughs> yeah. just fantastic and absolutely uh, like loads, as I say, loads of people were joking around on uh, social media saying he's the best side of WWE made last year because <laughs> uh, of some of the uh, video packages he's put out. And it definitely seems that way. Mm. Um, yeah. Moving on to some AW news now. Um, it was noted by Uncle Dave himself that Ivelisse has been working for. Um, AEW on a pair event deal and it's not on a full time contract. Um, it was noted there was an issue with Eva Lee and a few AEW coaches, and she's not being booked right now. Um, while she's not being booked right now, the company has not parted ways with her. And she noted back during an interview in October that she'd signed with AEW, um, but it wasn't a full time deal. Um, they do that a bit though, don't they? Like they'll have people kind of on a a kind of pay per appearance sort of thing. And then eventually they'll announce it. Um, although yeah. saying that like October is when she supposedly signs some sort of deal. That's quite a they, while for it to did, go they, on for before announcing a full time. I think they did do the, uh, the is all elite thing they do when they've signed somebody. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, I did. I think she, I think she was more down to where I want to do more than do work. Um, mm. Yeah. She, she's a bit of a sort of, um, Bit of an incendiary figure, from what I gather. Um, mm. Like I, I remember, I remember hearing stuff about it being a bit hard to work with from like other companies as well. Um, obviously, she was signed to NXT for a while and decided she was too good for NXT, so said she wanted, <laughs> said she she just needs to be pushed and just fucked off. Damn, um, she went to Lucha Underground. There was like a big star there, um, and it, there was also went for a while. Um, there was talk that Hair and Thunder Rosa really don't like each other. No, um, I mean of of the two, I know who I'd rather keep on the roster. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it looks like uh, looks like Tony Khan's made a similar sort of decision. But yeah, it's a shame because she's really good, mm-hmm. she's very talented. But I think it it does come across like she does believe in her own hype a little bit too much. Yeah. Um. Staying on a similar uh, subject of kind of divisive female wrestlers and incendiary <laughs> characters, um, <clears throat> the Wrestling Observer Newsletter has said, whilst AEW is still undecided about signing Tessa Blanchard, they are apparently interested in signing her husband, uh, Daga. Now, I don't know much of his work. Is it uh, AAA or MLW's in? Um, he's been all over the place, mate. You, you, um, he was in Lucha Underground. He's okay. been, he, he has been in AAA quite a lot. I think he's been there more recently. Uh, he was in MLW for a bit. 
I'm not too sure if he's still there. Mm. Uh, in fact, I don't think he is still there. I think he left there quite a while ago as well. And he was in Impact for a while as well. Okay. And uh, he left there pretty much when Tessa did. Like he, he was still under contract and they still they still wanted to use him. And he was like, yeah, because of what's happened with Tessa, I don't really mm. think it's a good uh, idea. He, I'm just looking it up now, currently signed to Lucha Libre AAA Worldwide, where he is the current AAA Latin American champion. Sorry. He's also a former AAA World Cruiserweight champion. Has also worked for Lucha Grand, uh, Lucha Underground, and Impact Wrestling. Mm. He did. He did a. He did an angle in MLW where Loki pulled his ear off. Brilliant. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was when MLW was trying to be a bit more like Lucha Underground, which is funny because now they're really trying to be more like Lucha Underground. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was that, that was a randomish fuck angle, especially because they were like. Oh yeah, so he got reattached fine. He just had like fake ear in his hand. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're both they're both good wrestlers. It's just, and, and uh, to be fair, I think if, with Tessa, she'd probably benefit more being around Tully. Yeah, because if yeah. she's if she's at least got like a dad around, like rein her in a bit. <laughs> well, not not even rein her in a bit, like. She's she's got like a bit more of a support system there, mm. yeah, um, yeah. where like he can kind of like if because if she's like kind of getting a bit a little bit like too too in, into into herself or whatever, like he can kind of go well, just, just be aware. This good pack this it in. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I was trying to. I was thinking he might be a bit more diplomatic about that. Um, on the subject of Tully Blanchard, actually, did you see um, the brawl? Have you seen the video of the brawl of the Inner Circle? And, um, uh, no, I've okay. heard it was very, very good. I saw a still of it, it where Jericho Jericho had flushed MVP's head down the toilet. Yeah, to be <laughs> fair to MVP, credit where credit's due. Like, he comes out the toilet and he's, like, got a mouthful of water just spitting it out. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Um, wow. That's how I would I'd still get stitches from that as well because he got bust open the hard way. Christ. Um he like banged it looked like it was complete like random thing. Like he banged his head on something. And then he had like this bit like they they went back and he had blood just pouring down his face like fucking hell. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um definitely worth checking out. Uh there's a little little call back to um when Jericho threw Shawn Michaels into the screen as well. Ah, nice. That's where, cool. um, he looks at MVP and says the worst is yet to come and then throws him through a fridge. Um <laughs> awesome. But yeah. It was it was fucking brilliant. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Speaking of Chris Jericho, this come out of fucking nowhere. Wow, didn't? it did. The, wow. the forbidden door's been really booted in this time. <laughs> so Chris Jericho will be appearing on Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network. Wow. On April the 11th. And the, the really cool thing about this, and you can tell Jericho had some involvement in this, because it's, it's right up his street, is they started putting, like, teasers on Twitter on April Fool's Day. Oh, really? Yeah. They did, like, they did like a teaser for it with, like, the countdown clock, <laughs> um, but with Stone Cold Skull on April Fool's Day, and I was like, yeah, all right. And then on the second, they then revealed it and went, we weren't fooling. And it, it, zoomed, out. it zooms out, and it's Jericho and Austin sat at the table. Um, That's Stone awesome. Cold, the, spoke about this and he he said that uh, 
after the second Undertaker one, Jericho had watched it and he'd kind of just text Austin and said, mm. I'd love to be on that. Like, I'd love to be on the Broken School sessions. I love the whole like dynamic of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, apparently they had like a long phone conversation and Austin was like, well, I'll run it past Vince, see what happens. And mm. then he texted and Vince went, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Not a problem. Mental. Um, Vince just, yeah, yeah, it's fine, mate. Don't worry about it. No. <laughs> and then Austin was like, Okay, I don't know if I don't know if that's Vince being sarcastic or not. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. Don't know where. Are, are you sure, Vince? I'm, just so to reconfirm, the text him, like saying, "Are you absolutely sure this is okay?" Because he's with AEW, and uh, Vince just sent him a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, also uh, as much as much as like it's very cool that Vince has like been open to this. It's it's it goes like goes without saying that Jericho is someone who Vince is always going to be open to work with because he's yeah. with W for 20 years. Yeah, um, yeah. Also very cool that like Tony Khan was okay with it. Hmm. Which, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he, he can't go around calling himself the Forbidden Door and then block, it, block an appearance for, for uh, <laughs> Chris Jericho, can he? Mm, like that's, that, that would be like the absolute like ultimate act of hypocrisy. But yeah, <laughs> either way, it's a very cool uh, little gesture. Yeah. I'm really, really, really excited for that episode. Yeah, I, I watched <clears> the uh, Randy Orton one the other day, and that was fantastic. I've not got so, around to that yet. I hear it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. so I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, to this Jericho one, especially to see how much like outside of WWE stuff they go into. Yeah. Because of the, yeah. Obviously, in the last three years, he's done a lot of very cool things that you didn't Japan, think you'd see Jericho doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah quality yeah i'm very excited for that um shall we move on to rest of the world let's see what's going on let's do it elsewhere uh so fightful select are reporting that former tna knockouts champion taylor wilde returned to impact's current round of tapings there were plans in place for her prior to the pandemic for their tna reunion show on mania weekend last year Fightful also reported that former NXT and Mae Young Classic competitor Rachel Ellering debuted on the latest set of Impact tapings. Rachel Ellering being the daughter of um, Paul. Paul. I forgot. I once called him Ray for a second. Definitely not Ray. So also um, <laughs> the fiance of uh, Chris Hero. Mm. I believe. I think she's fiance. They might just be boyfriend and girlfriend, but either way, okay. um, he, he's speaking of someone who I'm really, really can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's got his, he's got his podcast, which sounds really good. But mm. I've just not had the chance to listen to it yet. Yeah, um, and yeah, but uh, yeah, she, uh, both very good. Again, mm-hmm. uh, Wild was one of the first um, Impact um, Women's Tag Champions, I believe, as well. Okay, um, it's awesome. Impact uh, Women's Division is pretty good. At the moment, it's very, it is very good, yes. Um, and that's the thing as well. Like, the they loot, they're very good at kind of keeping it strong, excuse mm. me, keeping it strong. Like, they lost them, um, they lost Tyre Valkyrie, they brought in, they brought in Rachel Allen, yeah. um, who's very, very good. Um, someone I thought was very, very underutilized in WWE when mm. she was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I did see her. She was very, like, she looked impressive, and um, she she was different to other people as well. Yeah. So it yeah. was very weird that she didn't really do much with it. 
Um, so yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully this is a sign of uh, some more like big stuff coming uh, coming in back to work with uh, the Hope women's so. division. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, Dalton Castle has signed a new Ring of Honor deal. His deal has had expired in January, and he was exploring his options. Um, there was a little bit of talk that he might end up in um, NXT or AEW, and there was definitely a lot of interest prior to him signing the, the previous deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it would appear he's decided to stay. Uh, they did announce this on um, on Twitter shortly after their 19th anniversary show where he beat uh, Josh Woods. Okay. Um, awesome. But yeah, he's a very, very, very good wrestler. Very yeah, unique. I've heard you talk highly of him. I need to check out some of his stuff. He, he, I mean, just for his entrance alone, where he comes out in a fucking Elvis jumpsuit with peacock feathers on. <laughs> and he... he he doesn't anymore, but he used to have um, he used to have two uh, like man servants with him who'd fan him that he called his boys. Um, <laughs> Amazing! They, like when he when he get thrown off the ring, they'd catch him and stuff like that. It just it was really, really good. Uh, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see what he could do elsewhere. But yeah, he's mm. he's an asset. The Ring of Honor, so that's cool. Nice. Uh, moving on. Uh, last little bit from me. Um, reigning NCAA Division One Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, that was a mouthful, Gable Stevenson, uh, tweeted uh, Sunday Just Gone that he's going to be the biggest star WWE has ever had. He told Fightful Select that he's talked to Paul Heyman, Triple H, and others about joining the company, although right now he's focused on the Olympics. Um, I don't know much about him. I've seen a picture of him. He's an absolute unit. He trains with Brock as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, a couple of little things about the of, like the come out of the fightful thing. He said he wouldn't. He's also been in contact with UFC, so that's not off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he said he also wouldn't um, wouldn't be against possibly going to the NFL if that if an offer came there. Oh, okay, I don't know if, if it would because you do that usually through high school. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, his older brother is already signed to NXT. Oh, really? So that would, yeah. Um, ah. He was when um, when Cameron Grimes was doing the uh, Million Dollar Man challenges. Mm. He was can't remember which one he was, whether he was the first or last. But he was um, he was the like he was involved in them. Oh, he was okay. either the guy. He was either the guy that said to Cameron Grimes, "You need to watch the rest of the video," or he was the guy who, um, who Cameron Grimes beat up. Um, <laughs> but yeah so it, it would make sense if he goes there he looks he certainly looks the part yeah he's a big lad um, yeah. and he, he's definitely got like a lot of Brock sort of energy about him hasn't he mm-hmm. when like Brock first come into WWE so yeah I, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of exciting young talents sort Loads. of that not that haven't been trained but have been sort of signed up like as I say mm-hmm. his older brother I think his name's Chad um, okay. his old uh, Gable's older brother um, that'd be quite funny if it was Chad and Gable Chad Steven. and Gable <laughs> I just realised that I said that yeah. um, and obviously Parker Boudreau as well um, mm-hmm. who is looks um, like again looks like he could be Brock's son <laughs> <laughs> he looks so, yeah. m- more like Brock than Brock's own son <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of exciting talent like knocking around there, so it'd be mm. cool to see what um, 
like how they can kind of mold them because if it's anything like Brock, it's going to be great, isn't it? Just a yeah. load of fucking just throwing people around. <laughs> Something awesome. like Brock Angle Cat style matches. Uh, and <laughs> speaking of um, Kurt Angle, uh, one of his former opponents, Eric Young, told the Wrestling Perspective podcast that he torn his ACL at the latest <laughs> Impact tapings. Um, he's expected to be out of action for six to nine months. Crikey. Um, yeah, uh, apparently he did that... Um, this week on Impact in the match against uh, James Storm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on to then have two more matches after that, one of them being uh, an eight-man hardcore tag match. Um, and he <laughs> and he said that he bothered to went, go get the MRI. Uh, he's, he's a guy like Jim. He said this is like the first like serious injury he's had in his entire career. And when you think he's like 40-odd, pretty yeah. impressive yeah 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 um but yeah hope hopefully he's back soon or e- even if they just keep him around as like a mouthpiece for violent by design because it felt like that group was starting to get like a lot of real like momentum yeah and they were really doing something big with them so hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully impact do keep him around um like as i say just as a mouthpiece because he's very very good yeah Get well soon, Mr. Young. That's, Get well soon, EY. That's it. Uh, that wraps up all the news for this week. Thanks yeah. for joining us, as always. Um, we'll be back next week, I'm sure, with a big old one, with it being WrestleMania week, lots going on. So, well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's going Genesis tomorrow as well. And that, crikey. Who's going to be the new member of the United Empire? Who's you How reckon? Badly? Um, I don't know. Like, there's... Everyone, everyone on Twitter saying it's going to be Andrade. Mm. He needs two weeks to quarantine. So whether there's, it's two weeks to the day he got released and he had COVID when he got released. So I don't think it'll be him. However, I don't. I honestly don't know who else it could be. It, it it'll probably be like a young lion return or something. Oh yeah, I think you mentioned that the other day. Actually, I don't. Possibly. I don't think it'll be anyone big. Um, Fair enough, but yeah. It, either way, it doesn't matter. They, they might need a new leader after their Kota Ibushi murder punches a Will Osprey into the sun. Um, <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> right. Uh, thanks for joining I'm us, guys. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. How many TNA fans does it take to put up a light bulb? Both of them. Wow. <laughs> Big T, he's going to be furious about that when I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> you must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.